Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko. I am based here in the Midwest, but the co-host on the West Coast, my good friend and yours, is Mr. Chad Smart. Chad, a very special episode we have coming up uh, this week, but first, tell us a little bit how uh, how you're doing. I know we joked about it last week. No, I, I didn't. We're not queuing up uh, the answers from the last six weeks uh, when I ask you this question. But, you know, how how you been? What have you been up to? Has anything changed in your life? I did laundry. Yes, I'm doing laundry right now. So, so I'm wearing clean clothes. I, well, I think we're all thankful for that. Well, you know, I don't see anybody or interact with anyone. So who's going to even know if I'm dressed or not? And really... You, I mean, we're doing this over Skype, but our video is off. I could, I could be sitting here completely naked, and you would never know. I'm gonna know at about the 26 minute mark when you turn on the camera and show me the clock, so that I know how much time we got. But you got plenty of time to throw on a shirt until then, or not. Let's live uh, dangerously, Chad. Why not? We'll see how it goes. It depends <laughs> on how the conversation flows and what I feel like. So. Okay, stay tuned, no, everybody. No, it's a, yeah, it's, it's another week in quarantine life. It's same old, same old. I, I don't know what to say. Anybody out there who isn't working, who has something exciting, like, you know, we've been in quarantine now for seven weeks, and I should be making banana bread or learning a new language <laughs> or getting everything done that I said I was going to do if I ever had the time to do it. And I have come to the realization that one, well, this isn't a realization. This is just truth. I am lazy by nature. But also the fact that once I don't do something for two days, then that just momentum builds. And it's hard to get out of that rut of not doing anything. So I need to figure out how to wake up energized, motivated, and and get things going. And then hopefully that will just you know snowball into better days of productivity but right now it's hard it's, it's especially since i've developed insomnia and don't fall asleep until like four or five in the morning that'll do it um i do have a question though if you were using this time i'm not gonna say using this time wisely i'm not gonna be a dick um but if you were using this time to as you said learn a new language what language would you learn if you devoted such time to do it well, you know, I think based on the way our country is going, I normally I would say Spanish because that would help me in my uh, interactions on a kind of daily basis and would probably help my job, uh, my chances of getting another job here in California to be better. But the way that the world is going, you know, I think Mandarin would probably be a wise choice or um, – Maybe Klingon, just in case, you know, once Space Force gets started, you never know if you're going to need to know Klingon or Romulan. Interesting. I mean, and I, we've never talked about this, but since Star Trek is based in our, you know, plane of existence, whereas Star Wars is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, yada, yada. Do you think... Uh, this is a ridiculous notion, so take it as such. But do you think that if we ever come across an alien species, that we'll just be like, oh, no, those are definitely Klingons. No, those are Romulans. No, that's the Borg. I mean, do you think we're going to be that 
I feel like it, since we're teetering on the edge of idiocracy, fantastic Mike, Mike Judge movie for anybody who has not seen it. Um, I feel like if we ever do make contact, we're just going to assign them some name that, you know, that, that we have automatically, that we can associate with it in our minds because we've heard it in pop culture for, at that point in time, who knows, it might be 100 years, you know, 200, 500 years, whatever it is. But we, do you think that when we meet alien population X, that we'll just be like, oh, hey, look, it's the Klingons? I think it will depend on what they look like. Fair. And I would say the bigger, the bigger question is if we do encounter alien species, do we try to be friends or do we just go directly to war? Because given our human nature and everything that we've seen in pop culture, our tendencies tend to be, you know, shoot first, ask questions later. And mm-hmm. if aliens start showing up on this planet, we have to kill them so we can dissect them and figure out what makes them tick. See, instead of asking them, what is your planet like? So this is where let's just hope that they can be, you know, taken down by a virus on a MacBook. (laughs) This is where I like uh, um, you have allowed me without even knowing to make two men in black references. And one is I feel like some of us would be the Will Smith in the tryout version, he's like, he's like, he's not snarling. His he's sneezing, and over there, he's he's not attacking. He's just trying to lift weights. How would I feel if you know someone comes in the gym, pops a cap in my ass when I'm on the treadmill? Uh, but also, especially in the times that we're living in right now, I love this quote from Tommy Lee Jones' character K. He's like, a person is smart, people are dumb panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. Yeah, it's true. And we are, we're living that right now, you know. We are. Now, here would be my other question, though. If aliens came in, which political party would they be helping to win the next election? Because you know, whoever loses is going to claim that's the reason why. Uh, It depends on what, like, are you saying that aliens are coming in between now and November 2020? Well, you're saying whenever they, whenever they show up. So, I Did you th- vote for Kang or Kodos? <laughs> uh, I think... You know what, let's just not... Let, let's, let's save that one for political enemy. That's a great question for you and Brandon, I think. Um, but let's get into this week's topic, because this is a topic that... I'm excited to talk about because it's a topic that we don't get to talk about enough. And that's us, Chad. And you, I'm going to let you uh, uh, lay the foundation because you actually suggested this topic. So take it away, big guy. Well, I, you know, every week, usually around Sunday or Monday, one of us will text the other and say, what are we talking about this week? True. We really don't have anything planned out, you know, more than three days in advance. Also true. And we've gotten to the, yeah. And we've got to the point where it's like hard to figure out what topics we're going to be talking about, because I think we've we're trying to stay away from movie reviews. We need a little break after uh, the last few films. We only did two in a row. Let's just, not get carried away. Well, two in a row, but you know, I, I'm also researching the out of touchstone films and 
doing tangent research with films related to touched on movies. So it's gotten a little hectic with trying to keep up on all the film watching. We sh- should we um, so, sh- should we tell the listeners that when, when we first devised this idea for the Power Half Hour that we're like, yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to record shows back to back and then we can take a week off every time. And you know how many times since we started this podcast that we've done that, Chad? Uh, I believe the answer would be zero. Zero. It has yet to happen where we actually followed through with our preparedness and uh, <laughs> and then took the, the following week off. So here we are uh, in the trenches. But, hey, look, we're, we're having fun with it. That, that's all. When, when when podcasting becomes too much of a of a obligation, then we just know it's, it's we're not going to do it anymore. But right now we're having fun. So take it away, Chad. Well, and that's why we keep it to 30 minutes, so it's quick in and out. Very true. But the other topic, the other problem is, like, we decided, you know, the format of the show would be looking at things from cultural generational gaps, or just generation gaps, I guess. And I think we've kind of exhausted pretty much all the main themes, uh, of which I think there were six. And so trying to figure out something new and different to talk about every week has become... A challenge at times. So when you texted me this week, uh, the first thing that just came to mind was, let's talk about jobs, because I don't have one right now, and I miss it. I never thought I would say that. But let's just talk about where we thought our lives would be when we were younger, what we wanted to be, why we either did or did not become that, and uh, just go from there. I like it. Because I do have a job, and this is where I'm going to sound like an a-hole because I don't like my job, so I'm working on trying to get a new job. Um, but especially when, you know, we got to go, like you said earlier, seven weeks ago, uh, when everything started, you know, shutting down and, you know, they closed, uh, or they, yeah, closed my son's preschool, and it just happened to coincide with my wife. Uh, using a PTO, paid time off for those of you not in the loop, uh, from her previous job to start her new job. So she had two weeks of PTO. So she and my son were home, and I was back in the truck. And I was like, oh, man, I really wish that I was home. Why do we have to be deemed essential, blah, 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 food, beverage, you know, um, supplier, yada, yada. I actually have a sheet from my company that I keep in my pickup truck, Especially when everything, you know, broke out and everybody was staying at home because they didn't know better. Um, or, I mean, I'll rephrase, not that they didn't know better, but they were so, you know, that was the really stressing stay at home. Do not leave the house unless you absolutely have to type of thing. But uh, they were like, hey, in case you ever get pulled over, have the sheet with you so that you can say, sir, I am essential, sir or madam, I'm an essential worker. I must get to my job, blah, blah, blah. Um so I really wanted to be home those first couple of weeks and having delivered to a half a dozen hospitals, uh, you know, and a bunch of different offices and things like that. I still want to be home because I, I don't know what I might be bringing home, but, uh, knock on wood so far I've, I've remained healthy. I get my temperature taken sometimes a couple times a day. Um, so we just, we just go from there and hope for the best. So, yeah, back yeah, to I, 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 I was working from home for three weeks, and then they said, 
you no longer need to work. Everybody else will, but you don't. And uh, I, I, I can't say that I miss working because working from home was kind of a pain, but I also had, had held out hope that I would be back by sometime in June. Sure. And I don't know if that's going to happen. So we'll just have to. I wonder how they, because my mother-in-law was furloughed for 13 weeks. Uh, my wife almost was furloughed. I mean, so it's not like just because I personally am still working out. Like I know people who are, you know, obviously you have, you know, um, been out uh, in the bread line, so to speak. Uh, but how, how did they make any? Uh, apparently, at least this is from what my wife said in regards to her, uh, her mom. Is they just randomly somebody in some office somewhere randomly selected? And I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's false. I just know that my my mother in law is out. You know, at least thirteen weeks. But how did do you? Do they give you any indication why you? Why not somebody else? Or no, the only thing I can think of is, so with the recent merger that happened at work, a lot of people found out that they were getting laid off. In, in March, they got their either 60 or 90 day notice. And my understanding is the people that were getting laid off weren't being furloughed because they knew that they were already losing their job mm. eventually. So out of my department, which has six people, two of which are getting laid off at the beginning of June. Uh, myself and another person got furloughed. And again, that's where part of my hope is, okay, once these two people that are getting let go on June 5th, will there be enough work where they'll bring us back at that time? Sure. Or we have no idea given, um, and I just saw that uh, Fox released their fall 2020 schedule on Monday, we're recording this on Tuesday. And looking at that lineup, I don't think the workload is really there, but I also don't know what ABC, NBC uh, will have in, in their lineup that we'll be working on. So I there is no guarantee, and even when things start going back, I have no idea what the company's policy is going to be on, on how soon they're going to open up and bring people back. So there's, all, all I've been told is I should have a job when things get back up and running, but when that will be, I have no idea. Well, I, I certainly hope so, man. Um, you know, obviously this is a, a global situation and, and, uh, but it sucks. It, it sucks for, you know, it just on the micro scale and, and being a little selfish about it, you know, it, it sucks that, you know, for, for my friends who've been, you know, personally friends and family who've been personally affected by it, uh, um, yeah, I, I I get super selfish sometimes. Like, I just want the damn sports back, you know. But it's it's uh, it's bigger than sports, and you know, people are losing their livelihoods, people are losing their lives. But we're not here to talk about today. We're here to talk about twenty, thirty years ago. What did Chad and Greg aspire to do with their lives? And uh, uh, Chad, let's let's kind of do like side by side looks through various parts in our lives. So. Did you have any inclination when you were a very young youngster, like, you know, I'm going to be a you know, cowboy or I'm going to be a firefighter or anything like that? Did, did super young Chad ever have any idea, like, I, this is what I'm going to be, you know, like most kids do? I saw Star Wars when I was four years old. 
six years later after watching Return of the Jedi and realizing that that movie wasn't a documentary and there was no <laughs> Rebel Alliance to join and fight the Empire, I decided Wait, that I wanted to work in... Um, anyway, I saw Star Wars and it made me want to work in the entertainment industry. I'm not laughing at your dreams. I'm laughing at young Chad who wanted to join the Rebel Alliance. Someone has to defeat the Empire. Oh, that's you just let the Emperor roll around. Oh, Come Chad, on, you had, I, mean, I have no idea, but I'm crying. <laughs> I'm tearing up those. Oh, I wish. I wish. I I long to be that young and innocent again. You know. Just I'm gonna go off and fight the Empire, Dad. No, you're not. I'm going to Tashi Station and pick up some power converters. <laughs> uh, so, so at, at the age of ten, though, you kn- you knew that you wanted to get into entertainment. Uh, by the age of four, yeah, it's what I always had wanted to be until no, four. You wanted to be uh, an X-wing pilot. Let's get it straight. Well, yes, I wanted to be an X-wing pilot, but obviously, I knew films were not real. So I wanted. I knew that I wanted to be in entertainment. I, you know, and in, in, in what regard, I wasn't sure. I, I would have loved to have been a special effects person, but I know nothing about science, so blowing stuff up, um, it's not going to cut it. I am not an artiste by any ma- means. Um, so working on model creation and, and stuff like that uh, wasn't going to work. So eventually, you know, I thought, okay, I'll try to be writer, director, producer, editor, you know, all the big jobs that everyone aspires for because no one knows what other jobs are are in in the industry and what um, what it actually takes to get things done. Wait, you didn't want to be a key grip or best boy? Um, if I even knew what those things were, still, possibly, but um, yeah, I mean... I just knew that I wanted to work in entertainment. I didn't really care where or what, which where I ended up is not what I would have expected. But again, until I moved out to Los Angeles, I didn't even know the jobs that I've done existed. So it's all, you know, just kind of falling into place and taking a job that was uh, willing to pay me. And and unfortunately, I, I... think uh, my hustle game was not there because my bill game was and <laughs> paying bills was more important than than doing the you know trying to secure the better job um, unfortunately can i you talk about entertainment and how you you know learned early on that things weren't documentaries can i share a very embarrassing truth so, um, you think Michael Moore makes truthful documentaries? No. Uh, the movie Grease, have you heard of it? Uh, I am familiar. So, that movie was made, uh, made or released, whatever you want to put, uh, in 1978. And yes. I remember seeing it, it was probably the 90s when I saw it. Um, I think my sister had it on VHS, but don't quote me on that. But I, I looked at the box. Like, I guess the best way, the easiest way that I can get to the nuts and bolts of this is I hadn't heard of anything called a period piece. So as I'm looking at the box and I'm seeing that it was made in 1978, I'm like, that can't be what the late 70s looked like. 
<laughs> like I said, I was way too old to, to come to that realization. Yeah. But I'm like, that's well, obviously set looked, in the 50s. Looked at the pictures, too, of the cast. And you're like, wow, how many years did these kids get held back in school? Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're not. I'm um, speaking of which, though, did, have you seen the movie There Will Be Blood? Once years ago. I don't really remember it. I just remember I was playing a game uh, with some friends, and one of the questions was, what should the sequel to um, there, will be, there Will Be Blood be called? And I said, There Will Be Blood 2, a period piece. Oh, oh Chad. <laughs> yeah, I was on board with your youthful wanting to join the <laughs> Rebel Alliance, but that one, I just, oh, Chad. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, on, on my side of things, I don't, like, I never had any, like, growing up, like, I'm going to be a fireman or a police officer. It's just, I didn't have any career aspirations until the first day of senior year when we're sitting there in uh, in the all-school assembly in the gym, which is a small high school, so we all fit on one side of the gym. And I just kind of, I, I knew that, you know, you know, some of my favorite teachers and how they, you know, were uh, uh, impacting young me and I and I just thought I sat there I'm like I'm gonna be a teacher and thank God for the generations of students that I would have had to impact that didn't happen um quick story is towards the end of my senior year guidance counselor came to me and says hey so there's this academic scholarship that's two free years at the community at the community college that we're in district for uh nobody else is going because they're all going doing something else because they're not going to go to community college. Not that there's anything wrong with community college. I think we've all learned anybody who uh, wants to relive some community, go listen to the latest Nerds United here on the Jittery Monkey Podcast episode. Chad's this very special guest for that. Uh, so I got two years free at community college, and it was after that first year I, I went to my dad and said, I, I don't think I want to be a teacher anymore. He's like, okay, what do you want to do? And I said, I think I want to go into radio. And you could, like, it was almost audible, his, you know, like, not his heartbreaking, because, you know, not that, but his, like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> so much for my son being a productive member of society. <laughs> um, but I did. I wanted to go into radio. I had spent a little bit of time uh, working for the basketball teams my freshman year out at the college, and a couple of times the coach and athletic director let me get up and do like the starting lineups. I'd always wanted to do it in high school, but never was brave enough. And so, you know, I got to be out and from Chicago Heights, Illinois, here's number 42, blah, 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 you know, that type of stuff. Uh, and that was fun. Uh, so I kind of got the passion to be behind the desk or behind the microphone rather than behind the desk. So I went to broadcast school in St. Louis, after I finished up my two years at community college, got my first, uh, you know, after a year there, got my first radio job out in northwest Nebraska. Shout out to Shattern. Um, met some very amazing people that I'm still friends with today. And after a few years, you know, I spent a total of, you know, 10 years in radio before getting out because it wasn't, there was no more upwards mobility and no more chance for financial improvement. And, uh, you know, after sending demos coast to coast without, you know, sending them to Texas because, ugh, um, 
you know, and it's weird because my wife, she, you know, I'm looking at radio jobs, but I'm all automatically negating places that have sports teams that I don't like. So Ohio was out. Uh, Wisconsin was out. New England was out. You, you, you see where I'm going with that. Uh, and so I was a little too picky, perhaps, but I'm sending tapes coast to coast and resumes, and I just never got, you know, never got picked up anywhere else. Um, so I, I got out of, uh, got out of radio and, uh, sold cars for a little bit. And now I'm driving a truck and hopefully get out of that soon. So, but yeah, I, I didn't, I, I, like if you would ask me what my dream job is right now, like what, how old am I? 37, 20 years ago, not 20, 17 years ago when I wanted to get into radio, like I wanted to be the next Jack Buck or I wanted to be the next, uh, you know, big play by play guy or perhaps Howard Stern, except, you know, something my mom could listen to. Um, I wanted to be like either professional, you know, sports broadcaster or have a big, big city, big market radio. And that just never happened. That never materialized. And part of it was because I got lazy. So. Going back to being a teacher, did you ever see Dead Poet Society? I love that movie. And uh, correct me did if I'm wrong. Did that inspire you to want to be a teacher? Did, no. Uh, so my dad had a short stint as a teacher uh, years ago, like before, like right when I was born. I mean, he he taught for a little bit. He, you know, was a, a ball coach, like a football coach and whatnot. Um, uh, so I don't know. I just, I, I think I really admired some of my high school teachers and wanted to, you know, be able to kind of pass on that tradition that they, in, in the, the means that they taught me, wanted to pass that along to uh, others. Cause you know, I had uh, just, some, I had some really good teachers in high school and uh, I don't know. I just thought I'd, I'd be able to pass it along. And then as I got older and as I've, you know, done some training, you know, being the trainer at uh, work and, you know, with my son who, whom I love, I, I just don't think I had the patience to be a teacher. <laughs> Uh, it worked out well. Had I gone the teacher route, I would have gone to a completely different school, um, and ended up at a different, you know, four-year school. I would have never met the people who introduced me to my wife. So, you know, in that regard, I'm I'm pretty fortunate that uh, that things you know worked out the way they did. So you wouldn't go for the darkest timeline. No, <laughs> I would definitely not go for the darkest timeline. Uh, However, I do wish, with having having seen the series now to its completion, I wish that my uh, community college had paintball, had a yearly paintball <laughs> tournament, because that would have been the best. Uh, and I would have held my own. I, you know, I knew the right people. Uh, I was in there with the movers and the shakers. So, and I think that's what else I liked about going to community college was, aside from myself, you know, the other person from my school who took the scholarship, there was nobody out there who knew me. So I was able to, dare I say, reinvent myself and, uh, you know, step out of, of the shadows and, and uh, find my voice as it were. I, no, nobody liked me in high school. Mike could attest to that. So, well, I mean, things haven't changed, so. Oh, touche. Yeah, but you're dependent on me now for the podcast. Well, for this one, I yeah. have 27 other ones. <laughs> In the wings. You're like, I don't have to like you, but I do have to host, host a show with you. So thanks, uh, That's Chad. only 30 minutes a week. 
I appreciate that. Except yeah. for when you do uh, guest spots on, on it. You know, had I known right. that Kevin had also liked Community, we sh- we could have had him on the show too. That's okay. Let's not get that far. But yeah, this has been my week on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. I'm Nerd United. I'm on the current My One Two Three Cents. Obviously, this show. Um, man, I knew anything about Nebraska sports. No, that's okay because uh, that one's not, not even on actually, Jittery Monkey anymore. All right. You did well, a clean sweep. Chad, congratulations. Uh, awesome. Awesome times. Anyway, we've so got as just we a, get down to our last minute here. I was just going to say, um, I mean, you going, you know, you said you wanted to be in the entertainment industry, uh, mm-hmm. but there were a few steps, and I know we're running out of time, but there were a few steps that you had to take before you got out to L.A., uh, and Fortunately for all of us, uh, no joke, you know, all joking aside, one of those steps uh, got you uh, to meet Kevin Huntsberger. Yes. Uh, yeah, I started out after I left college the second time. I went into radio for um, a few months and was terrible at it. And then I begged a the local ABC affiliate, um, the commercial production side, begged them for about four months for a job. And they finally broke down and, and gave me a job and they said, well, you also have to direct news. And I said, oh, sure, that's great. And actually, I enjoyed that more than the commercial aspect just because of um, I love the adrenaline rush of live television. But, yeah, that uh, after about three years, I, we got a new morning anchor. His name is Kevin Hunsberger. And I'd love to tell you more, but we are out of time. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Thank you.